We are back for the Soul Supplier podcast, episode 13, with myself, George, from the Soul Supplier. I'm Alex Vass, sometimes. And today's very special guest, Logan Sama. Evening, hey, lads. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. I'm all right, thanks. You've been pretty busy before we got in the got in the room. Yeah, wearing all my hats, many different hats at the same Many time. different hats, yeah. After these days in the music industry. Yeah, so for, th- for those of you out there that don't know about Logan Sama, I mean, I've been tuning into some of his after hours and keeping it grimy grime sets for a lot of years now one of my favorites being the rough squad one that you did um the soundtrack to our youth well yeah but the rough squad set for me back in the day was what like got me proper tuned in to what you oh, was wicked. doing wicked everyone's always got like a different one there's a few yeah bait ones that a lot of people say but like there's always ones that people mention back to me that are like, oh yeah i remember that because yeah, obviously I was what's the you you sort of forget some well of I was them, doing like the one a week for nine and a half years so yeah there's yeah. definitely a few that I've forgotten <laughs> yeah because Rough got on a few times as well so <coughs> yeah, like that yeah, was yeah, we've only well. been podcasting for like 12 weeks and George has forgotten him already so yeah so you always gotta come in with the quick sorry man quick banter um, Cash wanted me to do an intro but this is a uh, what, what was Cash's intro? It was shout out Cash as well. He wanted me to say uh, the, the Soul Supplier podcast, the best podcast, sneakers and lifestyle <laughs> podcast in the world. Yeah, this is why Cash is still on probation. Cash is, <laughs> as you can tell, Cash's slogans uh, are not quite there yet, but his video is killing the game. Yeah. So Logan. Let's get it. Let's get it. Talk where, to us. Where did it start for you, man? Where did the, the kind of sneakerhead footwear culture start for you what was the first shoe that got you into it uh, air max 95 it was um on the back of a comic book um like it was the nike advert on the back with the neon yellow air max 95 i remember seeing it and thinking it looked like nothing i'd ever seen before um and what the classic neon with the black and the gray yeah the tonal gray the neon yellow yeah oh and, gee um, it's a sick shoe <coughs> Yeah, I saw it on the back of a of a, like an X-Men comic as a full-page advert on the back page. And I remember my old man, a couple of times a year, would go away to America. Uh, and I'd always ask him to pick me something up, like one thing. I'd get one, like bring me back one thing. And that time it was like, oh yeah, can you get me that, the Nike Air Max? Or Nike Air Max. So was it only available in the US? <coughs> I don't know. Like, I no, thought, but back then though, like... It sh- wasn't like was Footlocker JD Sports, you could just yeah. walk in and just pick up the new Nikes because it was like, there was so there were sports shops then. You went to sports shops yeah. to get you. Because I'm old. Was it all sport, wasn't it? It was on a first sport. <laughs> first sport was JD, I'm wasn't before it? that. I'm before that. You're not that much older than us, man. I'm 28. You? Yeah, I'm nearly 10 years older than you, mate. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't fair even know enough, you're born, mate. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It's like that thing um, in the Fair enough. Right, it? So yeah, anyway, my old, my old man went away and he came back and he gave me the Nike box and I opened it and it was the Air Max 96. And oh, shit. obviously every year the Air Max looked completely different back then like the 95 the 94 93 they all look completely different so i got this shoe and it was very very different from the one i was hoping for i was still really happy because it was like a six shoe but it wasn't this one that i'd spent like a month and a half two months looking at so um that kind of put that thing in the back of my brain on, on missing out yeah on things and um yeah i think that kind of the fact that i didn't get the shoe is the thing that sent me down the path of becoming an obsessive trainer collector and did you get the shoe eventually not for like about 10 years i don't think 
You know, it's a similar sort of thing. Like I remember as a kid, like my mum and my dad would literally only buy me Reebok workouts. That's yeah. it. That was all I was getting because my mum just couldn't afford to buy Air Max back then. I think. Um, Why? How much what? were the Reebok workouts then? When you say back quid. then, yeah, fifty quid. This is like yeah. about twenty pound cheaper than what they are now. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you used to love Rush runs as well, right? You, you, yeah, you but had that one when I was a kid, don't you? Mate. You had the biggest Rush run collection. <laughs> Is you that idiot? Is that no? That is not true at all. <laughs> the biggest rush run collection. Could you imagine? You remember that shoe, Logs? The the rush run. I remember that brief six month period that the rushy run. Had. Yeah, that was Alex's. Hey, listen, that was what, Alex's favorite. That OG color, the black with the like silver swoosh and the white sole, mate. That's one of my. Perhaps, do you remember how popular that is? Yeah. Like like Logan they were said, so six months. Of no, like, it was more than six months. It was, it was longer than six, six months, months. But that shoe just. And they had like an evolution of that shoe as well. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. There was another model that came after it. Um, but listen, don't hate on the Rush Run, man. Don't just hate work, on the Rush Run. Just for me. Just work for me. No, no. It, it, it was I'm, crazy comfortable. I'm winding him up. It's, um, it's, listen, not, it's not, not his You're favorite. not winding me up. It was comfortable shoe, man. I'm a big fan of it. I still wear it now. In fact, you know what? I'm going to wear it on a podcast. Are you going to bring it back? Yeah. I'm I don't. Bring it back I on think that's one shoe that just won't come back. I've got to be. Gotta I be, think you're wrong, be man. real. Gotta be real with you. I think you're wrong personally, but um, similar to what Logan was saying, it was the same sort of thing. Like I was looking at like Air Maxes in, um, I remember when it was first bought, um, the one I was on Holloway Road near, near where I lived. And like, it was like Air Max Limited and it was just too much money, man. My mum couldn't afford it. And um, that's essentially what kind of spurred me on to want to get more mm-hmm. when I kind of have my you own money. Mm-hmm. Um, still though, my first shoe that I always say that got me into this was uh, the Cortez, the OG, the Forrest Gump one. Yeah. Just, I remember watching it like, in the film and kind of seeing it like, this is crazy how, you know, this shoe just became so symbolic to it. And then obviously you had like Back to the Future with the mags and stuff like that. And um, So you saw Forrest Gump and you wanted to dress like Forrest Gump and you start wearing jackups as well. <laughs> well look, look, this is basically how Forrest Gump looked in that film, no? Mine, pop, <laughs> other than the beard. Some people saw Space Jam and wanted Jordans. You saw Forrest Gump and wanted Cortez. <laughs> yeah, standard, bro. That's the next thing. Listen, trendsetter, man. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there's a scene in that film where he's wearing a white t-shirt, check shirt, a hat, and he's running and I think the t-shirt says, have a Nike date. Remember, he wiped his face with yeah. the t-shirt. Listen, now you know where my inspiration comes from. You nailed it. I've never, you, I never knew are that. Are you any good at table tennis? Yeah, all that time I spent in prison. His was in the army, but mine was in prison. Are you good at table tennis? I'm pony, mate. Yeah? I thought you were bringing it up because you had some skill. No, no, I wasn't calling him out. We weren't going to clear the table out and put up a net. No, Logan's got mad arms, though. He'll just, like, smash it. And the ball ball would just fall in half. That's bad, bruv, because, like, you get tired. Immobility as well. Yeah. Need that WD-40 halfway through. Nah. Logan, you, uh... You are into gaming, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You do some commentating, right? Yeah, for uh, Street Fighter. So I got into Street Fighter 4 when that came out on uh, Xbox 360 in 2009. Like, I saw some videos of it in 2008 when it was in the arcades in Japan. And I, like, I hadn't really... There's, like, a super competitive scene for fighting games like Tekken and Mortal Kombat Street Fighter. When, to me, it's, like, so much luck involved. No, it's not, man. It's skill, bro. It's skill. like... Um, I saw it and I remember in like Street Fighter 2 I'd, I'd kind of yeah like it's cool so whatever I never really played it that much though but when I saw Street Fighter 4 it was all of the same characters and stuff but they're all in 3D models and I thought yeah man it looks amazing um, so I wanted to try that out 
picked it up, like started learning how to do all the movements properly. Like I'm a nerd in anything, anything I'm into, like I'm a proper nerd. So I will- Got to be an addictive personality. I'll look it up. Like I'll, I just like to know things. Like I really enjoy it. Like with music, I got into music because I like to like know all the names of the tracks and when it's coming out and what label it was on and all that sort of stuff. And eventually from collecting records, I started mixing. Um, and yeah, I discovered this like tournament scene. And yet like, <clears throat> they're really skillful. Mm. Like there's literally, no luck involved mm. because the same people keep winning. Like at the top, you see the same people continually getting results. I guess to the general public, it seems like a lot of button bashing. That's the term. <laughs> yeah. No, people like you who don't have to play games, I guess it would be button bashing. Okay. You know, just. Yeah, but. That exact that thing. Would, that that would imply did. that like it's a coin flip, but if you. Like if I, if I had a coin flip competition with you. Yeah. And I won every single time. Yeah, you'd think um, I'd think that you had a skill, I, I, or I'd just be like cheating somehow. But obviously, there's no cheating involved. No, man, this it's it's mad. Like, and like you said, the scene is crazy. Compe and, competitive and even e gaming in general, yeah, yeah esports in general, like it's really big. Um, but you play as well, right? I play a bit, but not enough to be competitive with the guys that are sponsored and what have you. But like, I might take one or two games off of someone in a in a long session, but. Yeah, they're really, really good. How, how long are they playing in a day? To um, like the very best players in the world who are on like proper sponsorship contracts where they're earning like 10, 20 grand a month on salary. Jesus not just, Christ. Not just prize money, that's their salary pay. Um, they're probably playing six to eight hours a day training. Um, yeah. Like so they it's, take it's, it, it's their full-time job. Aside from yeah. any of the physical exertion that you do from real sport, it's exactly the same because yeah. you have to study like how the game works and understand like uh, how to exploit the game. Uh, like, you know, when you play FIFA, right? If you try and play FIFA, like it's actually real football, you'll not win 100%. against people that know yeah, how to, because they, know, they use exploits. Like they know how the AI works. They know yeah. what angles to play. They know that sort of stuff, the game mechanics. And it's a, it's a different thing from obviously like you're throwing fireballs and doing teleports and stuff. So it ain't like a real fight, but. Do these people then switch what games they play? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you're good at one, then you're gonna have the up. Not you're gonna the learning not, curve's not gonna in be general. Yeah, like, the mechanics will yeah. be different for not, each game. Not not generally, but like there are transferable skills, definitely. Like yeah. you're uh, being able to understand and break down how the game works is transferable. Same way, like I can mix grime. If you ask me to mix house, I wouldn't be sick at it. Yeah. I could learn because yeah. I have transferable skills. That's a similar sort of thing. Who's yeah. your your character of choice on Street Fighter? Um, in Street Fighter Four, I played Dudley, who's like a British boxer. Um, but <laughs> Dudley, he's such not, a good name. Yeah, he's not in the game. He's not in Street Fighter Five, so I play Ken. He's not. So great. Dudley weren't good enough to make it. He just wasn't in. Feel good. So. Cool. Cash has just decided to get up and start messing with the cameras. What's going on, man? Running through yeah. the. Do you know what I mean? We never yeah. had this with Sam. Why are you? Yeah. What's going on? That's cold. Um, There's a big crossover now, though, Logan, isn't there? With um, sportswear mm. and the gaming scene so like i see brands trying to sort of blend because there's common interest yeah there. it's a and weird it's a one they don't really know how to get into it yeah though, because you've got like you've got like these sponsor players who are just normal people as well and they have disposable income because they're earning good money mm. you know six-figure salaries and stuff so they're going out and they are buying high-end clothing off-whites and you know yeah they want to look the best when they yeah do you know what i mean um, and then you have the kind of sportswear crossover where a lot of the organizations that are sponsoring these players have their own branded like shirts and apparel, merchandise and stuff. So 
but there's not like they haven't really managed to key in how to bring gaming and streetwear together as of yet that, I mean you look at games like for example the NBA games yeah. and they're slightly different but they've got like features where you know like the characters can wear Fear of Gods yeah. Oh, really? like, yeah, like the Nike Fear of God oh, I can one. imagine that because Nike is yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, and it's, so, stuff it's, like it's that. so intrinsically important to the game being realistic as well mm. like that started out with making sure that you have got all of the up to date footwear mm-hmm. that the players are, are, are playing in and obviously there's a crossover and that and where you have basketball silhouettes that are more fashion orientated than utility orientated yeah you put them in the game and and, and you get a cool crossover and, and there. do you have to buy them as in like in-game in-game purchases some days there's like I think sometimes there's packs that you can buy other times there's updates they just updates yeah. And yeah which is crazy isn't it like um, I have I don't game a lot anymore because I just find I don't have the time like I got played Red Dead Redemption 2 which was great but the time you needed to invest to get good at it and play the game well like to just yeah. explore on a horse yeah. you're travelling you can spend an hour riding a horse across yeah. the, the yeah. country yeah. It takes a long time, but I got my, mi- my missus loves playing Red Dead Redemption. She doesn't do any of the missions or anything just, like that. Just, she just, just wanders. Likes going out and That's exploring it. And hunting and it's like doing Grand Theft Auto, though. Same sort of yeah. thing, innit? You just yeah. go around carjacking people and but fighting I got, fires. I got lost in this Tetris Blitz game on my iPhone. <laughs> okay. Have you played it? No. Mobile gaming is a whole next man. Yeah. I bought it on an air at the airport. Yeah. I was thinking it's a plane. It's a plane thing. There's power ups in this game. They have gamified it to the best level. Yeah. Like so, you are addicted. You know, daily challenges, leaderboards, yeah, yeah, bonuses, yeah. everything is in there. Mini games, coins, gold rush. They've yeah. got, it's like a gamble. All, of, all of these shit. games are all designed to make you come back and want to play them regularly. Right? Yeah, man. Um, they have nailed it. I bought, I spent a lot in that yeah, game. Yeah, it's all microtransactions as well. Yeah. So you don't even realize you're spending a lot. Yeah. Most of the biggest games in the world in terms of competitive, like, so you look at some of the biggest console games and you're looking at Call of Duties and Grand Thefts and Red Deads and some of these games that are coming out. Um, and yeah, they, they sell really good numbers. But if you look at the number of players that are playing games that a lot of people haven't heard of, like League of Legends, Dota, um, Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike, oh, Counter-Strike. Yeah, yeah Counter-Strike is probably one of the biggest competitive esports in the world because they have people playing that and again they'll buy skins for their guns yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. and camo and all I've that I've done stuff. that back in the day yeah. yeah and they trade that as well like it's worth money because you can trade it it inherently has a value mm. do you know what I mean stuff is a rare drop and all that kind of stuff so they've basically kind of turned it into they're very clever how, clever how they've monetized these games but their player bases are enormous like they're like 10 times more players than uh, some of the biggest console games. Do you know what the player base is then for Countless Strike? Um, they're, they're all in like the 50 to 100 million players. And they're monetizing in-game with Microsoft. Absolutely, absolutely. So that, that business is crazy. That's man. why esports is booming because the games that do do well, and obviously Fortnite's probably the biggest example of it because it's cross-platform and anyone can pl- I can play you on your Xbox on my mobile and yeah, my mate still can be on his PC. Me. Yeah, so that's really revolutionized things. They've, they've got a player base, I think, of like 120 million. And if you think of 120 million people all being encouraged to keep coming back and, oh, we've got new skins and new dances and new this and that, and yeah, here's yeah. the season pass, and obviously it's really accessible to kids, and there's loads of young kids playing it as well, and they're spending, you know, a fiver from their mum here and there and what have you, pocket money in that in the game because they all play with their mates, they're not going outside. It's bringing in massive amounts of money. So... For a few of these games, 
Yeah, they're generating insane amounts of money. Can they monetize it then, sportswear brands, by selling their own gear in the games? So if in Fortnite you could wear the new off-white well, Nike. Well, they do, they do definitely do collabs and stuff. Um, I haven't, they just did the Jordan one, so that's a really good actually. Is it? Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a Fortnite Jordan so they collection. Did a f- they, so you can, okay, wear, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can wear the Air Jordan 1 in Fortnite. I don't Sick. think they've done a, a collaboration the other way around where there's a Fortnite Jordan that you no, can No, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah. It's just oh, no, uh, okay, no, I didn't say But that. that's, you know, a, a massive partnership, a real landmark partnership. Yeah, where, yeah, that's a know, game break, that's <coughs> innovation, right? Yeah, that's and you know, they've done a lot of film ones with Avengers, there's a John Wick one, all that sort of stuff. So they're doing IP crossovers, but the streetwear thing is obviously quite new but they're that's huge isn't they're it? realizing that normal people play games it's not like hmm. it's not like in the 90s where it was like nerdy people this locked away in their bedroom it's like normal people will play games for a couple of hours like you said you'll ride around on a horse for an hour you can sit around with your mates with your headset on and play call of duty for three hours and not even realize that it's been three hours so you know it's a normal accepted cultural thing now and more of the things that are reflected in culture will therefore be reflected in the game. I've, yeah. I've got a 17-year-old brother that, who lives in Cyprus and he is absolutely obsessed. Like, literally obsessed. He's one of these people that will just spend money and money. And I know this because his PlayStation account is linked to my email. So I just keep getting emails. Uh, what saying, games is he playing? Uh, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Days 2. But yeah. literally, I just get an email. I, I get maybe three or four emails a day saying, more funds have been added to your wallet. I'm like, man, how's this kid getting all this money, man? What's his name? Uh, Andreas. <laughs> Shout out Andreas. <laughs> that was pretty bad yeah. impression, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, shout out Andreas. So you, it's, it's not just it's not just gaming that you're into though. I mean, you are quite big into Warhammer as well, aren't you? Uh yeah, uh, to be honest with you, like anything that I get into, I generally don't drop. So it's kind of all or nothing. Like all the stuff that How I How do you juggle all of this? Just, you know, social media lets you keep in touch with stuff that's going on and yeah. you know I travel a lot so I get to read and absorb a lot of uh, information and what have you what I saw on your oh, go on I, was like, I saw on your Instagram stories that you went to was it Comic Con recently uh, you went to what, one of the conventions recently oh Warhammer Fest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah Warhammer Fest I, I, I kind of make, make that connection what because obviously that, so? Morgan, yeah. Morgan as well Morpran's massively into it as well yeah and um, when I mentioned to him that you were coming on the podcast he was saying like how you know, he'd love to sit down one day and chop it up with you about Warhammer because yeah. he absolutely loves it. Like, yeah. and he paints the figurines and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. Literally, the skill level is unbelievable. It's massively skillful, insanely, because you're you're painting insane detail yeah. on something that big. Exactly. Like, the paintbrushes are like a few few hairs. Mm. Like the guys that are good at that are. Yeah, it's, it's I did try when I was younger. Yeah, everyone gave it a go. Yeah. Slapped a space marine. Yeah looked horrible put it down I mean my dad knew the guy that had the glass cabinet with yeah, the yeah, Warhammer yeah, painted yeah, he took yeah. me around there and was like look at this guy he's like yeah. you try he bought me some Warhammer I was just painting like, with your hands and stuff yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, exactly. I'm looking I've got that image in my head still of the glass cabinet yeah. with all the yeah. big Warhammers and like the, so sick man it's so mad because I literally yeah. did none of this as a kid no yeah like it, it was never ever anything that I kind of ever got involved in um, it's I, just like I, I testing just, things out, isn't yeah, it? No, yeah, but I, just, think, I think my whole life was so just built around across, football. That's why. Yeah. yeah, it's just like whatever you come across. If especially if like you find something and that's enough for you, mm. you know what I mean? Like if you find 100%. something and that's enough for you, then you know you're not going to be searching for bare other random stuff. And to be fair, like if you're spending most of your time running around in a field with a bunch of other lads, like going into a, like a smelly Warhammer Games Workshop store. With a bunch of fat. To be fat fair, mate, the change room was pretty <laughs> smelly as well, man. And it yeah, was some I pretty mean, fat geese in the team. Probably, so. but Similar at least you got thing. in the shower afterwards, you know what I mean? And yeah, well, 
that you know you weren't you weren't turning up to the shops, man, and like you've been playing ninety minutes. As some of these you guys turn do. up, you turn up here like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, cheers, man. Um, Thanks. What I what I can get from this is like something I've been thinking about this week is that I know some people who don't really have a passion yet. Yeah. yeah? And they're like coming up to thirty years old. Yeah. And they just haven't found that thing that they love. But you seem to find that early. And I was always into like. I'd get bang into things like are quite obsessive and yeah. it's like I don't know I was thinking back to where my passion started or de you develop that skill of being passionate and obsessive about something yeah. and then you can transfer it and it's like you've just found that in loads of different things haven't you I think if I if I get some kind of like positive reaction from something I'll always remember it mm. do you know what I mean like if I like if I if I feel good about something like that means something to me, so I'll kind of remember it, which which is why I can see, like I can watch Transformers the movie from 1986 and remember when I was four years old seeing that and it being blowing my mind. And I still like feel happy and warm inside because that's how I felt back then. Same way I can hear garage records that I raved to when I was 17, 18 and hear them now and they come on and I feel you know, yeah. I feel that same sort of warmness because, like, I just have happy memories attached to it. So that's why I think that, you know, as a big man in my mid thirties, I can still happily sit there and read Marvel comics or read a Warhammer forty thousand codex and flick through the pictures of the models and appreciate how good the art is, or you know, spend three hours talking about Street Fighter whilst other people are playing. You know. Um, just fortunate that I've been able to monetize some of these hobbies. Like everything I do is a hobby. Literally everything I do is a hobby. DJing was a hobby. Yeah. The Street Fighter stuff was a hobby. I've been fortunate enough that I've been able to monetize a few of them. Just I, I think maybe just because I'm so passionate about it. The so first one was DJing though, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah. And how how old were you when you started out? Um, kind of late. Kind of yeah. late. Um, I was like a music collector. But I didn't really, I didn't learn how to mix until like 2000. So I'd have been 19. Um, and then on 2000, by 2002, I got invited to go on Rinse. And nice. that was mainly just because I was on forums all the time, being a know-it-all smart. What, posting sets? No. That you were no, like, it's oh, what, more so like. So you were invited as a guest to talk about. No, I did a few sets. Like I had a few pirate radio guest shows and stuff, but Doug's, who's the guy that was really running Uncle Rinse Doug's. on day-to-day -day business. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uncle Doug's, who's a legend. He doesn't get talked mm. about enough. Mm. Um, but I still yeah. listen to his sets sometimes. They used to be on a Friday afternoon, yeah, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sick jungle DJ. Yeah, yeah. Like an old school breaks and hardcore. But um, yeah, he asked me to come in and do a, like send him a demo. So I just put together a demo and it was basically like, all of the promos and white labels and stuff that I'd blagged out of record shops because I used to bunk off of uni and just go around all the, yeah. all the West End record shops and just see what promos I could pick up because again like I'm a mad collector same way with trainers same way with the records like I want all the new stuff I want the stuff that no one else can get like yeah. I want it early as well so uni didn't go well then um, I got bored I was yeah. just really bored with uni I was at yeah. uni doing maths and physics at King's College doing oh honours and it was really boring and I was only doing it because maths was the most employable degree I didn't really know what I wanted to do like when I was I think when I was in secondary school I had this idea of being a lawyer but literally it was just again it was like oh yeah lawyers is gas job you'll get you'll be rich and yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know anything about <laughs> law um, and then I was like, I still don't really know what I want to do, but 
I know if I get a maths degree, it's the most employable degree, best starting wage. I'll get a job in the city. My old man used to work in insurance. He worked in finance, and I've got something somewhere. But a lot of people don't think <coughs> like that, though, when it comes to a degree, do they? They just think, oh, what sounds cool? What do I like the sound of? Yeah, but, you know... But it's a good work. way to think, I would say, because you study an academic or an employable but for degree. Me it was super boring, and so it just didn't work out. So you, yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 got, I, I did two years. Like at the end of my second year, I was like, I'm, I'm really forcing myself through this. And if I'm only doing this three-year degree course, well, maybe four, I might have done a master's. But if I'm only mm. doing this course just to get a job that I'm not super interested in either, and I'm already kind of burnt out now. There's no way I'm gonna be able to work in like a, a job in the city until I'm 60 years old. That's mm. not gonna. That's gonna be impossible for me. Clearly, because I can't focus enough on on this degree course. So I decided to drop out of uni and be a DJ and make my mum cry. <laughs> how was um? How have you found that like the sportswear trend and the footwear trend especially has has kind of changed over your time during the music industry? Um, because there was a time like I remember back to like the no, early one, no one cared really about like exclusive like this weird perceived I think social media is what's changed it mm. because like back in the day you would buy any pair of trainers that looked nice that looked nice and you'd wear them and your yeah. mates would go oh they're sick where'd you get them he'd be like I'm not gonna tell you mate <laughs> And that was the exclusive. That was the thing, yeah. It it was a case of you having something that someone else didn't have. Yeah. Whereas now it's everything's limited, but everyone has the same thing. Yeah, it's still a thing of I want this thing that other people potentially can't get, but like you can get it if you've got enough money to throw it. And it's a weird thing where people are buying stuff because they're seeing other people wanting it. So they think if I have it it's the thing that everyone else wants then I'll be cool and I feel there's definitely a bit of that through social media because yeah back in the day everyone's just wearing workouts and whatever Air Maxes they can find in first sport as you said what was it JJB yeah JJB shout out JJB that was like the Sports Direct before Sports Direct (laughs) wasn't it forgotten about that completely Uh, or if you happen to go up West End and go to like one of the three footlockers that existed um, or you know, you were smart and you found one of them online stores that would send you Nikes from America because they were all completely different to the ones you could get here. Yeah. Um, and asked them very nicely to mark them down as $20 <laughs> value used shoes. That used to work. I used to do that all the time. I had bear stores. What, like, so uh, overseas? Shops. Yeah, yeah, just online shops. Like, they call them mom and pop stores in America. <laughs> um, yeah. And they'd have like online, I can't remember the name of the shops, man, but. Yeah, back in the day, you used to have completely different lines that would come out in Europe. In yeah, America. we were talking Entirely about this. different. We were talking about this last last show, I think. So yeah. I would literally yeah. just buy normal general release Air Maxes from America and no one would be able to get them here. And I would just be, yeah, sick. Cool. That's it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like... You, so you're, you got Off-White Air, Air Force Ones on, right? Yeah. Like, they're essentially... I mean, they are different material and the yeah. construction's different but they're essentially an Air Force One yeah 100% um, so like if someone else had an Air Force One and they look sick they would also be desirable as well until you realise oh actually wait I can get them up the road for £105 and they're everywhere so they're not as hard to get but back in the day when you had to kind of go out and look for things and, and, and make a bit more of an effort but be rewarded for it yeah it was like you didn't have to spend six bills to get mm. a shoe that other people couldn't get. It was just a case of they didn't know how to get them. But mm. 
kind of the internet's democratized everything a bit, which is cool, but at the same way, it's turned everyone a bit sheepy, isn't it, really? Mm. Also, it weren't really cool to spend six bills on trainers back in the day. No. The, mo- the most expensive pe- thing people were wearing were like Prada Cops. And if you didn't have a pair of Prada Cops yeah, back America's, in the day, like, when yeah. it was Prada Cops. Prada America Cops. You know, Pra- you know what Prada trainers are? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the like roundy ones. Yeah, yeah, and they used to be like the black America one. cups. Yeah. America's cup. They were based they on were the yacht team. Yeah, they were like they were made for the uh, yacht teams. Oh right, I had a pair of patterned ones. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. everyone ever had that the black one with the little red like part of yeah, yeah, logo, yeah. or they had like it was like a grey and a blue. But yeah, like I've seen or the high tech ones with the straps on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, see, they they weren't they weren't too like um, too popular though, man. I think first time a bit one away. The first time I found a pair of them, I think was in Bista. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was a shot back in it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I guess but you like, you kind of had um, like the development of the scene was, I guess, some of those stores where they would make the effort to import stuff as well or find stuff that had sold out. Well, it's like the like Avrex jackets and Lot Twenty Nine tracksuits yeah. and academics. So academics you had like Global Sports and yeah. um, Meteor Sports and Bethnal Green that I used to go to a lot, and they'd be like, they'd there's get one in Shepherd's Bush as well. Like, Global, remember. Global, That's, yeah, yeah. Um, they were the two like probably the most famous ones in London and you go there and they'd either have like stuff from America that you couldn't get here or they'd have stuff that had come and gone and like you'd really you know like you buy a pair of trainers and you'd wear it bare and they'd get beat and you'd be like I wish I wish I doubled up on them or whatever so they'd kind of do that as well they'd have them and they'd just park them off and then yeah. bring them out the next year and it's like oh you got these but they're two bills now and they were effectively just like they were just selling crepes to shotters pretty much yeah, is yeah, what yeah. they were doing and, and there was, there was, yeah. there was yeah. them stores on Oxford Street that like you'd go in there and they'd have the Avex tracksuit or they had the academic tracksuit and you'd be like dark and cold and I that, don't right. know if they're real I don't know if they're fake but I'm bare a yeah yeah but I'm willing to take the risk I remember yeah. the grey one with what, a bit a- of yellow academics and yeah 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 I need to see a picture of you. Oh, there. mate. They, and they were always massive extra, as well. Yeah, extra yeah. big. And then we That's had the what shot they used to them as though. well. Do you remember yeah. when shot jackets were massive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Mate, yeah, I had a black that, shot jacket. Yeah. The, people, they, there's going to be some of the younger people that like, are like 16, 17, following us now going, what are they on about? Shot jackets. Right. I had a they'll shot come, jacket they'll, with They'll fur. come back around in three years and then all everyone will pretend they knew all about them. That's how it works, right? Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, man, I love retro 90s Umbro shell suits. They're amazing. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you love you, you seem like there's, there's a little bit of resentment towards the scene in the sense of the way it's gone. Uh <laughs> Only in that, like, people are not really personally expressive of their own style. Yeah, you mentioned the, sh- the word sheep. I've used that a lot. Like, yeah. like I don't mind if people want to wear whatever they want to wear. I think that's sick. But, yeah. Like when they're wearing stuff because everyone else is wearing it. It's, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's following fashion. Yeah, it's following fashion. Yeah. There's, there's not enough individuality, is there? No. And people don't stick to something like. I'm not using me as an example, but I like Air Forces. So yeah. I buy a lot of Air Forces. Yeah. If a high heat shoe happens to be an Air Force, I want to get it. Yeah, it's I doubly. Like, yeah, especially. I, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I like Air Forces. And I know what I like now. And that's taken... I didn't used to know that as much. I'd buy shoes and I wouldn't wear them. I'd put them in the boxes. Uh, I, still, I still fall for that. You yeah, see something, so do I. it looks sick on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah, that photo looks crazy. You get it and you're like, what am I going to wear that? That's literally I mean. how George has made a living. Yeah. yeah. That's literally what this whole split do make everything look <laughs> we help you we help you yeah, yeah, yeah. do not like help footwear. me yeah. we help them yeah 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 so <laughs> I do the same I still get caught by the marketing machine yeah. and the angles and the view yeah. even though we do it every day well they're pieces of art man yeah. like it's still it's still a piece of art and you can look at it and appreciate it like I've definitely what's, got stuff what's your favourite shoe then recently? ever in history oh, I guess recently it's easier <sighs> question to answer 
Because when you talk about them like pieces of art, I can't even yeah. remember what I've bought this year. Oh, he's got too many. I, have to, I do. Uh, well, uh, yeah, if Logan Sanders got too many. How many do you reckon many? you have? Like, like a kind of what total ball, ballpark figure? Total. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom, boom, two boom. houses worth. Two houses. Boom, what the, the boom, cost boom. of two houses or like the space of two houses? Where? <laughs> Where's this house? <laughs> Definitely not in London. <laughs> Definitely not in London. Um, yeah, my mum's loft is a no-go area, and I've got the second bedroom in my apartment is just floor to the ceiling. What would you What would you say is the rarest thing? Rarest? Uh, red October's are the rarest. Oh, you got a pair of Red October's, yeah? Yeah. For yeah. retail when they came out on Twitter, that was funny. Yeah, I remember that day that the Twitter link broke. I was oh, on wow. Twitter. Which was like four years ago, right? I was on. A bit more than that. A bit more than that. Five years. It was about no, five no, no, years no, no, ago. No, it's not. It's it would have been five years. Uh, I, yeah, no, actually, you're right. Five, six years ago. Would have been about five years. He's getting. He's, he's gonna it find up. it now, look. Or is he just tweeting something? Yeah, he's gonna find it. Do my social media. No. This this is a first for the podcast. Logan's like literally. This is this is the epitome of social never sleeps. Yeah, but this is what happens when no, you get I like you know these. I want to find my confirmation email. Oh god, what Yeezy three fifty V twos? No, my my. Um, if you can pull up an email from five years ago, I'll be proud of you. Oh, I can pull up emails for way longer than. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't even start reading my emails until a couple of years ago. <laughs> I couldn't even read. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, like. Sorry. Oh, no, no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm having a week off from getting on to you, George. I can remember when they came out. Though. I can't find the email. Sorry, it's hey. Hey. I can remember when they came out. Um, I was on Twitter. Yeah. Bantering Man United fans because they drew with Fulham. It was like a last minute equaliser. Wait, one minute, one minute, one minute, one minute. What football team do you support? I support West Ham. I mean, so okay. it was funny because it was like a last minute equaliser at Old Trafford. And I'm on there typing my tweet and I hit send and I see at Nike Store Europe, the Nike Air Yeezy 2 is now available. Mad. Click, 10, add to cart, check out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is this real? Yeah. <laughs> it was that easy? Although I, it wasn't that easy in the end because I don't know if you know, like, you know when you pay on PayPal and you hit the pay thing and it takes you back to the Nike store, you have to hit confirm Submit. again. Yes, yes. And I was in such a frantic state that <laughs> I didn't hit submit again. You just watched it looking at it. And I closed and I came out of the Twitter thing. I came out of the, the Nike website and I'm, I, I'm in the Twitter. You know, like when you open a link in Twitter, it opens yeah, the yeah, Twitter yeah. browser. Yeah, you close it easily. Yeah. 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 And so then I'm it's like, gone. And it, that's what I thought. I thought, oh no, I've closed it and I didn't hit submit. And it's not going to be in the cash because there's no basket because yeah. it wasn't done on Google or Safari. I clicked the link again and it was still in my basket and I checked out. Hey. Easy, easy two red octopus. That is two hundred and twenty-five pounds. But now they they do actually as soon as you close it, the cookies go and it does yeah, it does do that yeah. now. Yeah, so is, that's good. That's is good. there anything that you're really looking forward to this year? A uh, TM freeze. Oh, okay. Yeah. TM, TM freeze. Should I have seen these? Yeah. I mean, I you don't know what they are. You. I can are tell by the look on your face. You don't know what they are. TL two, TL two ninety nines and TN freeze. I don't know if TL two ninety nines are coming out a hundred percent, but they're cold. Um, you you try and push your insecurities onto me. No, in I don't. Front of our audience, you do. Why are you pointing down there? Because these. that's where the audience. You've are. seen the pictures of these. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. I just didn't know they were TN threes. Yeah. Uh, they're coming back this year. Yeah, they're coming yeah. out this year. Shit. What do the soul supplier do, bro? <laughs> listen, listen. I'm available for consulting. Do you know what I mean, Logan? Let's have you in, mate. Because Logan's here doing and the apparently, news apparently news they're retro in these, and like for old men like me, they're sick. Old men, you yeah. gotta stop. I don't know if around. the Air Max 99 is gonna get a re-release this year. Yeah, I think they are. Still, 
okay, well, Logan is obviously That's a not lot more like the TN3 is, is a sick shoe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, now he's a fountain of knowledge on the shoe. No, I, I know the shoe. There's oh, like no, a lot no. of OG pictures always out there going yeah. about. Yeah, they've been they've been yeah. putting up pictures of the retro for like the last three months as well, but there's yeah. no release date. But there's people that have the OGs anyway, and you see them just <coughs> them, and they they look sick. They right. look sick. I really yeah. like them. What what do you think about the way some of the collaborations are going? I've been things like Off White and Sakai and stuff like that. Mm. What are your thoughts towards it? They've always like they've always they're not anything new. Did like, you get the Sakai? No, I thought they were fucking ugly. Same. We're good. I will yeah. happily leave them. Yeah, they were weird, right? With like that extra seventies aesthetic, I don't, I don't like. I won't, you won't see me wearing. Are you, are you kind of like an Air Max guy? Nineties yeah? guy, yeah. Would you, would you say that your collection is predominantly Nike as well? Yeah, you're not really much of an Adi guy. I find like Adidas stumble across a silhouette that works and then run it into the ground because it's really like one of a handful of silhouettes that people care about, and then they kill it and then they can't do anything with it and they have to wait until they find another one. So they did it with the ZX Flux. Can you buy a ZX Flux anymore? Does anyone want to buy a ZX Flux anymore? Um, have you seen an Ultra Boost release recently that anyone's gone, yeah, like they even, even the Bape Ultra Boost didn't have mad resale. Like it was $20 on retail for the resale of those. And if they came out a while ago, like they Logan's, actually look sick. He knows his resale. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. They actually he's right, look he's sick right. as well. I think they're yeah, cool, yeah. but it just shows you that like, they're just oversaturated. Yeah. And now, I, I think the 350's done now. After this black drop, I've, I can't... Well, there's 20 easy releases this year, isn't there? <laughs> They've killed it, man. Like It's not done. I still like the 700s. I think the 700s are a cool silhouette. Yeah, I like in it. specific colorways. Right? The black one looks sick. But yeah. there's like... I've seen five colorways already coming out. Like, there's too many. They're doing too much and they're oversaturating. And it always happens because they don't have... Nike have such a wide and rich catalogue of silhouettes that they can rotate through that when they yeah. bring back, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to let you buy the the Air Max TN original colorway now. And everyone goes, oh, sick. Yeah, wicked. I had these when I was a... Like, because they haven't been trying to run out a million TN colorways for the I last... I think that's year, a London thing, though. Yeah, but also... That's a UK that, thing. That, for example, that shoe... That, sort of that shoe didn't do too well, though, man. For example, I mean, I used, used the TN oh, yeah, as an they, example, they, but they, they do I, I don't think TNs have done very well in general. They have. They're, really? They're really, good, they're really good sellers. I, yeah, I, I, don't see, I don't see that many TNs on the road. They're yeah. huge. They're one of Nike's most popular in line with the Air Force and the 270. What, last currently? Year, last yeah, year. Really? TNs really were like up there with some of the, yeah. the, the best-selling styles. Yeah. Really? Yes, really, yeah. yeah. I don't see many TNs. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong areas. the best-selling Nike? Yes, it begins with T. Tangent. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're one step ahead of you here, man. We know this one. Yeah. Sports yeah. Direct special. Did you see the podcast with Andy, Sneaker Dog? I didn't, no. No. Have you yeah. seen any of the others? No. Okay, all right. Cool, I think we better end it there. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was. we were talking about um, the tangent with... Uh, it's crazy the stuff that sells, man. It's crazy the stuff that sells. But I suppose it's just an, it's just an everyday shoe for that person yeah. that's not looking for a, like a train ice. It's the commute issue, isn't it? Yeah, it's it looks okay, looks okay, and it's. Like you see a, a lot of them in the gym. You see a lot of them in the gym on kind of like people who are not really. It's into a, it's a that shoe for people that are fashion. not overly concerned, but they're concerned enough that they want to wear a Nike shoe in it, but they're not like, oh, I want a exclusive one. So, Which yeah. is, I was in that mindset when I was a certain age as yeah. a kid, and before I had this like 
I was like, oh, I need to get the best Nike shoes now, all of a sudden. And then mm. you start going down this path of, I want all of these sorts of shoes. Yeah. But there was a point where I was just enjoying those sort of shoes. Yeah. You know, like the normal, you wouldn't care too much. Yeah. And then there's a point where you get that, okay, now I need this. And then it switches. And then you're done for. It, and then you're yeah. spending money. Exactly. And then you can't see it. You can't look back. Mm. It's so mad though, because like, if you look at the kind of the grime scene now, it is very much like, Nike orientated a lot of people oh it has been yeah. but I think that's just but then the that's, UK that's in general. but then you think, London, I don't know yeah. man, you think back and I remember seeing a, like, the photo shoots of like DWE and, and Kano where they're like dripped in Adidas when they're yeah because Adidas first. gave everybody garms yeah I know but I'm saying like, it was notorious that like Roll Deep would go to the Adidas um, HQ and just like walk out with supermarket sweep <laughs> like crazy amounts they give it out to guys in the ends like they come back to the ends and give it out like it was um New Jack City giving out turkeys, do you know what I mean? Like they, they took the piss and. But yeah. it's not kind of the same thing now with Nike. <clears throat> not really. It's hard to get Nike, bro. There you Is go. that because you're. Man, are still gassed when they get Nike boxes coming to their yard, bro. I see the videos still to this day. To go. this day! There you go. <laughs> and I'm glad that you said that because people assume that we can get loads of stuff for free yeah. and easily. It's not that easy. Do you not it's get not loads like... of stuff for free and easily then? No, man. Like the, the stuff that high heat. Stuff that you ask, it, there's a difference between getting what you ask for and oh yeah here's some you've literally got 12 pairs of Weatherspoons underneath your desk no man cheese no, and the address here <laughs> is I wish I've got one more pair that yeah. I've got that I've, I've got two pairs do you like the Weatherspoon Weatherspoon do you know what it's Weatherspoon by the way I know I, know. I wasn't a huge fan because I, I don't really like Air Max 1 so okay, you really like, no, man that shoe man. killed it ironically because I'm wearing them but um, I don't like Air Max 1 sole units particularly yeah and um, that offends me a little bit man I no I agree with that the Air Max 1 sole it's only personal I, I, I don't like it it's not like I think oh yeah it's whack man. think it's of all the better sole units like the 97 the 98 yeah, the 97, TN uh, I'm not, there's so I many like, better oh, ones oh the 97 sole units amazing yeah man but um, what are you talking about Air Max 1's man yeah I won a raffle on them and gave them to my gave them to my cousin because he really wanted them so, yeah, yeah. Um, you like the '97 though, yeah? I, yeah, I'm. A, I love a '97. Yeah. '97, '98, '95. If you could only wear one shoe for the rest of your life, what would it be? The first SK Air '97, because that's the most comfortable Air Max that I've ever worn in my life. I oh, don't. Really? I don't understand how that's so much more comfortable than other '97s, but it's crazy comfortable. Bro, I haven't put that on my feet to know that it's comfortable. It's mad it doesn't look comfortable. They're crazy comfortable. I don't it's, it's the best one out of the three. Oh, I like the I deluxe. I like all three of them, you know, a lot. Mm, the deluxe, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, there's another one coming, that's what I've heard. What, yeah. the shocks that he's wearing with the red springs on? Yeah, no, I think there's another one after that as well. Another one as well. Yeah, the shocks is. What do you make of the shocks <coughs> coming back, man? Bruv, they're all hitting the cell rack, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, I don't think they're really connected. Yeah, the shocks were. It's funny because when I saw the Vapor Max, I actually said to them, this reminds me a little bit of the shocks. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they bought the shocks back and then a year and a half later. Yeah, I just don't think it connected. It didn't really have the same cultural relevance. Yeah. It just I, doesn't look, it doesn't look good, <coughs> man. Like the Vapor Max looks sick. It looked very revolutionary. Mm. Then the shocks just looks old school and it doesn't. I think sometimes it's, it's when not, you bring back older shoes they need to resonate with people in a certain yeah. way. Like for me, I'm not a fan of the shocks personally, but it resonates with me because I remember Vince Carter wearing them in the NBA. In the NBA yeah. And that's like kind of my takeaway memory for it. And but that I, doesn't mean that you're going to buy an R4. No. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. a TL. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't think that they, it didn't have enough cultural like weight 
the way that 90s trainers did because 90s trainers really was like the birth of everyone getting gassed about Nike in this country. When did the shocks come out then? The so shocks this is like 2000. early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. This, this is why I think out of the three Skepta shoes that we've had so far, yeah. I think the Deluxe was the least popular. And I think, yeah, and I think the, I think the Deluxe model in general... Yeah, the Deluxe not definitely a, didn't connect. It's not a very de desirable the Air Max. It's not but, a very Deluxe. But I Air think Max. that's because I love the there's Deluxe no model. iconic colorway for people to resonate with. So you think of Air Max 1, it's the OG red or the blue. Yeah. I think of Air Max 90, it's infrared. 95 is the neon. Can I can I just say, when I think <coughs> of the Deluxe, I think of the blue and orange one that came out. No. But the thing is... No, nah, that wasn't for Yeah, me. but again, no, that, that's you because you was... Yeah. You was of age when that shoe exactly, first came out. Exactly, like, And it's not one that's forever been spoken about as I an Air Max. I think another thing with the Deluxe is it came and went, whereas the 95... This is stayed. The 95 and the 90, and even the 97, like, they continually released them. Because the Deluxe was just like a different upper on a 97 sole, mm. they kind of did it and then it was that. Same with the 98. The 98 is just a different upper on a 97 sole. Yeah. yeah, but the TN3 as well, there weren't loads <coughs> of those either. I don't think the TN3 will do massively well. You but I'm guessed about it. It's a specialist it silhouette. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those <coughs> things that like, if you were buying trainers then, you definitely care about it. But it wasn't so hype back then that people wanted to, like they were desperate to get them. It was like the TN3, like it's the third iteration of the TN. You got gassed about the first one because it came out and it looked sick. And then they, the second one was like a little bit of a remix of the first one. Then the third one, it changed and it's just another shoe that's in Foot Locker. And I think I remember it's the epitome <coughs> of a vintage Air Max though. I think, I think when you, beautiful. I think when you think vintage but Air Max, don't that's buy what things people think. Based on that, I don't. I genuinely don't think people buy things based on how good they look. I think they buy them based on how gassed everyone else gets about them and if they remember them at the time. And like, remember when the Harachis came back? Oh, right. When the Harachis came back, what that was mad because the Harachis were around for long enough to build up that everyone definitely had a pair of Harachis because they were around for like a good block of years. And then obviously they were smart enough to bring them back in all white and all, the all blacks. When they dropped the all black That was absolutely was insane, man. And I remember Foot Locker had the right set them at first mm. and it was just ridiculous. That's the first time I'd seen normal people lining up for shoes, yeah. by the way. Like just normal breeders that don't know about any sneaker history, but they were out there waiting for those all black Harachis to wear them. Yeah, which was like, out. what, five years ago <coughs> now? Yeah. 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 So the all black Harachi was... I still wear my old, my triple black Harachis. Yeah. But I wear them to like, if I'm going to like football or whatever though. Mm. It's more of a like kind of... They're a comfy shoe. We got yeah. to give it that. But again, like yeah. it's it's a culmination of things. It was it was an iconic design. It was around for long enough for everyone to have a bit of it and mm. remember it. And the utility sick because they're mad comfortable and you can just kick them on and off. So. That's it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They're super comfy. They go with they go with the style of tapered trousers as well that everyone's kind of wearing again now. They, they look do, sick. Yeah. They yeah. worked. You know what I mean? I still wear them now. I had a black grey pair that yeah, I was wearing, I was wearing last my year. Harachis yesterday. The ultras. Yeah. I never really bought into the ultras. I, sometimes I feel like when they, they just I just bought them because they're the only triple white Harachis I had in the shop. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Fair enough. And they're still the the, the them triple white one, the triple white ones that they did at first, yeah. uh, they weren't that nice, man. A lot of the ultras don't bang like in general of any shoe. Like I don't think it really did well no like yeah. the 97 ultra nope the uh 95 ultra was horrible didn't like that at all oh, yeah, yeah that wasn't that good wasn't either great. yeah what's the difference between ultra and hyperfuse as well by the way like that's a good question it was so the hyperfuse the is actually a sp 
it is a special technology in the way that upper's made. Yeah, but so is the ultra where they use the upper and it's all like heat bonded, isn't it? It so looks like it's all one consistent panel. Yeah. yeah. It's a good question. But yeah, because maybe that ultra just developed on what the hyperviews perhaps was. Yeah, next because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the first time people really took notice of hyperviews was with that Independence Day Air Max ninety, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that was. Yeah. I really like the um, the tonal ninety <laughs> sevens that they brought out. That I don't was know if Remember them? They had like bright orange, bright Pantone blue, light light blue. They were bright. Um, yeah, yeah, luminous yeah. vault yellow, and it was all one color. They had a black and a white one, but ninety sevens. Yeah, they were. They looked really, really nice. Uh, they had an all red pair, and yeah, then they did the Independence Day, and they just branded them up with the little bit of uh, the flag on it. Yeah, they were crazy. I remember they hit the sales <coughs> rack. Really? Yeah, they no. hit the sales. They, they were. They were. There was man. There were pairs. There were pairs in the sale rack. I think it was in Offspring. Man. They went. They hit the sale rack. They went to like sixty, Shout seventy pound. That's mad. And, um, and then yeah, and then that's when it just went wild. That people were paying two, three, four hundred pounds for them. Yeah, they were going for four bills. Yeah, it used to always pain me when I used to see people wearing fake pairs though. Oh man. yeah, and they were like, oh yeah, I just paid five hundred pounds. I'm like, oh, God, do you know that your flag is just like three centimeters too big? Oh, when they're yeah, just yeah. wearing like next colours. Yeah, like luminous yeah, green yeah. and gold. Gold was the worst one. Some guy gassed me up so much in the shop. He came in wearing them one day. He's like, oh yeah, these are like you know Dubai exclusive. I was like, no. <laughs> They're for gay Z, bro. They're not real. But Man said Dubai exclusive. I just don't have the heart to tell Dubai people. Exclusive. He had the Taobao exclusive. I just don't have the heart to tell people sometimes when they're like... I remember when Yeezy first dropped and they, people used to come into the store and I'm like, oh, can you check if they're real? And I'm like, bro, I'm sorry, man. We don't do I, I can't legit do checks. That. I can't do that, man. I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm not going to break your heart in the shop, man. But... Because that, that was... The Yeezy reruns, like, they, people were paying big money for them, man. Yeah. yeah, big they money were, at that, first. They they were old, like over a grand, and I saw that and I was like, nah, that's mad. Have you never been into Yeezy? Yeah, I've got I've got better of them. I mean, like, the Adidas ones though. Yeah, got better. Oh, okay, cool, fair <laughs> enough. So casual. Got better of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got all of doves, them. Completed Blacks, it. Moon rocks. Is Pirate Black the best one so far? No. Nah. What the, the, the turtle? Out, out of the three fifty. You know the I, turtle I, dove. I actually prefer the version two to the version one. I like the sole unit better. I like the shape of it. Personally. Wow. Good, yeah. I like I like the shape of it personally better. Um, so for me, the the belugas, the original, the first belugas are the best ones. But the first belugas are V twos, no? Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, you said the V twos you preferred. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Then after that, probably the turtle doves, just because I like really the turtle doves. Yeah. It was so. It was just but the turtle the 350 was basically just like the evolution of a rush run, man. Yeah. But it looked a little bit more stylish. I think there was a comparison to that as well. Definitely. Didn't yeah. the Rushy run come after the... No, it was before. Was it before? Yeah. I think there was a comparison. I think we even made a comparison. It's the Adidas version Back of. in the day. You, there's yeah. actually a... There's a there's a colorway of the Rushy run that has the yeah, same the Yeezy, thing as the... Yeah, the Yeezy Rush run. Yeah. That's what all you're calling it. Uh, yeah, because yeah. there was a brother that came into my the gym. Green. And yeah. He came in and they had... It, it basically looks like he's wearing the Turtle Dove V1s, but it's got a swoosh on the side. I know they're not market store ones, but it's embarrassing still. Do you ever, <laughs> do you ever think that we're gonna have another collaboration within the grime scene, like the Dizzy Rascal one? Like the Dizzy Rascal? Yeah, one? the Dizzy Rascal tongue and cheek uh, Air Max nineties. How? What do you mean like do, it? Do you think we're ever gonna have anything of that kind of, like that was such a sought after shoe and they're so limited. They're crazy limited. I, I see someone w uh, win a pair. I think it was a guy called Sneak Around. Shout out him. He actually. Did he? Yeah, I think you know what it was. Yeah, I like they Sneak did. They around. did the auction. They did the auction for oh, when yeah, Grenfell mate, happened. When Grenfell yeah, happened, and, and he, he paid a lot of money for them. Yeah. And all the money that they raised from I think, this auction. I think that was because. Charity. 
it's a weird one, right? Because we're in a time now where the artists have enough credibility and relevance to warrant a full release on a collaboration. Whereas back then it was like a, oh, we'll do a few pairs of these and friends and family thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a promo thing. We want to work with Dizzy because he wore the BWs on the album cover and he's the voice of the kids and he wears Nike and yeah, it makes sense. But now we're in a point where we'll do a collab with Skepta and we'll make 10,000 pairs. We'll make 50,000 pairs. And yeah, do a collaboration well, how limited Stormzy. is one of those tongue in cheeks? Do we know? I think they were, they were their friends and family. Yeah, they, yeah, they, come, they didn't come on general. Oh, is that right? They no, might have had a one drop in a one shop. Yeah, they are really, really nice pair. Yeah, I've named them as a pair that I really wanted. Along, I've the, never the actually Huffquake. seen anyone wear them. That's no. how rare they are. And like, all the sneaker events I've been to and everything over the years, I've I, never I seen anyone wear, wear a pair. Yeah, I'd bang them on. That's I, just, it. You have I didn't to. like the one eighties though. The one eighties. No, no, no. It was the, 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 the 90s, 90s was better. Yeah, the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting era then. Like that, you had like the. Do you remember the meat liquor nineties? Yeah. That was a kind of similar sort of era. Um, one of the first like hype collabs I ever picked up as well was around a similar time was the Stash uh, yep. Air BWs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. A weird colorway though. I love the Stash colorway. I don't, I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. What, I think the blue it's a weird and grey and the dark blue. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird color no, blocking. I think. I think. Yeah. It looks sick to me. But I lined up for them outside. Uh, I can't remember where it was. Like some random Shoreditch pop up venue because they did a gallery with some of his artwork and they had them and the Air Force highs. Yeah, with yeah. The, the nozzle they had a weird like nozzle uh, airbrush nozzle print on yeah. oh, I don't know if I remember them <coughs> no, I don't know they were white I, I, remember, I remember they the were white but it had like a nozzle print and it was um, like iridescent almost so you couldn't unless you held it up you didn't see but yeah they did those as a pack um, and yeah I lined up for the, the, the BWs you need them. to do more footwear content on your content on your social channels man <laughs> like you're, honestly like you know your, your kind of depth of knowledge and, and just purely for the amount of pairs that you own yeah, yeah. I've, like, I've, I've, I've got legit like Air Max 95s from 1996 we need to come and do like a yeah. we need to come and do like a Cribs it episode with you horrendously embarrassing for me because everything is not in any way like looked after doesn't something. matter man that's the beauty of it I think that's going to be the next stage <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put together a content plan for a Cribs episode funding yeah yeah for, what, what funding yeah mate well, we've got to pay you no, not for me, for putting the content. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Cool. Content costs money to make, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I've got an iPhone, man. It's simple. It's <laughs> simple. <laughs> we do it on Snapchat, it'll be fine. <laughs> iPhone gimbal. That's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Here. This is Chris. Yeah. That's all we've got to do, man. There, mate. See, there's always angles. You, you've, uh, you've got a podcast, right? I Keeping do, it yeah. grimy. Keeping it grimy. Yeah, obviously. Which is true to the name from the from the day. Yeah, I try. I, I, I come up with the, the name because it like does exactly what it says in the tin and I felt like it described me really well um, and in a time where like so many people were like going off and not doing grime or leaving grime behind or whatever and grime wasn't really like the artists were going off but the, the, just the, the genre and the scene wasn't really following them I thought yeah like I need to just keep it grimy and do, do that so <laughs> keep it grimy so, that's like, I love it man the stuff yeah. that I kind of do is related to that and um obviously stuff that I'm passionate about I can talk about all day clearly so like with Graham I've been doing it for so long just thought I have these conversations on the phone with people anyway like we'll catch up and we'll just talk shit for an hour and what have you and we'll talk about things and what we f- how we feel about stuff and you know where things are going what we need to do that sort of stuff so I thought yeah why not I just like record some of them because the one with Devlin is probably my favourite one I think yeah. and I think that's just because that's the only one that I've done where it's like someone I've not really spoken to before um, really? Yeah, and no, I say that in the in the thing like it's not someone that I've. Really that's that's like it's the most, it's the, the two most 
geezerest people <laughs> on a podcast ever. It's funny, isn't it? You but, even spoke to him and it was the best in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. well, I think obviously because I kind of like resonate with the fact that it was Devlin. And yeah. I think that that London City tune, I think is just such a soundtrack to like yeah, a sick. certain time in my life. Like you, you can you can kind of like resonate to the song so much. Man, I've said the word resonate a lot today, innit? I should get like a little clicker word in there. Word of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get that cash? A little like resonate button in the corner. Um, cash, cash doesn't care right he now. couldn't give a monkeys mate yeah. but um, yeah no no I, I, I like that one obviously I think the most recent one was with JK right or was that I the one before I with Sharky Major afterwards as well okay yeah so the JK one was the last one I saw but yeah. how, how are you finding it um, yeah I'm learning it's like a one man show so as you know from the JK one the footage of that looked appalling because the autofocus fucked up um, it's happened sometimes yeah man you yeah. Know, but I'm learning as I go I'm trying to improve as I, as I and you're doing on. it all on your own as well like you're I literally just I've got a backpack I've got, you know, like them camera backpacks yeah, yeah. with the orange lining inside. I've got a DSLR. Mm. I've got a smaller DSLR. I've got two little mini tripods. I've got the, the wireless mics. I've got a H4N zoom recorder and a bag of batteries and SD cards. And that's it. You just hit record. I have to get up every 12 minutes to, to hit stop and start again on the cameras. Um, and yeah, edit it up myself, put it up myself. That's mad. We couldn't do this without cash or yeah. sam previously yeah i mean i feel like these days if you come up with something that you think's a good idea you need to just start it That's just it. do it yeah just like, do it i don't i was i had a, I had a wonderful uh, lady called ice she worked at rinse um doing the, who she did the video content at rinse and she's an amazing photographer as well she's done some campaigns of puma as well um, very talented young lady and just because I know that she did the sets at Rinse, I asked her if she could help me out editing these. Mm. And it was what I was paying her, like it wasn't loads, but cause I wouldn't, oh yeah, I'm gonna do a podcast every week, every week, every week. Like the cost was kind of mounting up and it wasn't bringing in any revenue. So I had to, I kind of forced myself to learn how to do it myself to just bring the cost down because it's easy enough though, right? With the podcast editing the- Yeah, yeah I mean, you got, you got two cameras, shots, two mic channels chop 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 like I, I can that's kind it. of edit anyway because yeah, I've, already, I've done edits with like like radio edits for music so yeah. I know about chopping blocks yeah. on a screen and cutting them and lining them up yeah that stuff. linear editing yeah. yeah so that concept wasn't alien to me and the, the cool thing is you can find out how to do absolutely anything on YouTube these days like there's a tutorial any question you can literally just type a question into Google how do I do this and someone will have made a tutorial for you so helpful yeah. that's how I learned everything to do with Photoshop Premiere yeah Premiere is what digital I use, marketing so. stuff it's all there yeah, I literally did it like two weeks ago to learn how to ride a bike no empty my washing machine because <laughs> it, it flooded my, my boiler <laughs> wasn't far off my boiler went off yeah my boiler went off and I wanted like it was in the morning and I needed to have a shower and there was ice cold water coming out I'm like oh man you should have just got to, in there I'm going to wake up <laughs> it wasn't that it was the fact of like I'm going to have to do this for like three days until the man comes out and looks at the boiler and goes mm, don't know about that mate oh, it's going to cost you but you might need a new one really. oh, wait, who's you your know? boiler technician <laughs> <laughs> cowboys building cowboys um but I went. I, I put the like the error message, typed it into Google, and there was a video showing me how to repressurize my boiler. Oh, so nice. I just fixed it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone Five to Google minutes. for the boiler. That sounds dangerous. Well, man. there was no like real risk. Was there? Thank- okay. I wouldn't have done it if it looked <laughs> yeah. like you know there was warning, like steam coming out, and it looked like you, you know like them them um them scenes on like a submarine movie where they've been <laughs> hit and it's like alarms going off and there's high pressurized super hot steam coming out, but um. Yeah, I managed to fix my boiler off of YouTube. So yeah, God bless yeah. YouTube. Thank you for. Uh, to be fair, I just, I just did it when I flooded Sheila downstairs. You know I mean, yeah, I don't know. There might be a name. I'm not sure, but you know I don't that. use my washing machine ever in my in my flat. I'd, I'd go to the laundry. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you just wear it once and throw it away. Yeah, mate. Trust <laughs> me. Standard. T-shirts, two pound a guy. Or para ones. Yeah. No, I just drew this yeah. on before. Fair enough, man. Artistic skills. Yeah, fair enough. What's What's next? What's next for Logan Sarmont? The podcast, said, I imagine, is going to continue yeah, until you I, get to at least episode 100. I, I just want to carry on doing it. Um, the, the format works that I can just go back as well. Yeah. So, like, when I invariably run out of people to talk to, which I will do because Grimes are a limited scene. Um, George has got a couple of bars. He could yeah. probably make a feature. We come to, like, when you're ready to drop a mixtape, you can talk to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just want to do more I, content. I, I, think, I think nowadays, like, the idea of radio shows and labels and like all these kind of things are a little bit dated and everyone's just content creators, man. Like, Yeah, you want authenticity. You yeah. Like, you want to watch real people talking about real stuff. Yeah. Unedited. <coughs> when I say unedited, I mean... Ain't that what that... Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Apart from people that use filters on Instagram all the time. But yeah. yeah, man. Like, You know what I'm saying. That's I what, think, that's what I think. Want. I think you just need to give people more consistent content because everyone's attention span is so small now. Like, So does that mean that you need to give them more consistent as in week in, week out, or you just need to give them smaller chunks of information at a time? Uh, a bit of both. That's the skill, right? Like learning how to break down things so that, you know, like you guys must know. Hmm. I, I was shocked that this podcast done so well, to be honest. Yeah. We went, it's that an hour every time. <coughs> no, but it's different things for different places. Like some of the people that will sit down and listen to the podcast for an hour probably not the people that are just watching your Instagram stories and going oh that's interesting oh yeah sick yeah you're so right yeah. you know what I mean like like you've got people like me that are just looking at your Instagram page and going oh yeah them, that photo's nice so I'll, I'll buy them and put them in a box and never wear them uh, and then like the people that are listening to long form content or watching the long form content you kind of have to do that now because everyone's engaged on different like it's on their own terms do you know what I mean like it's very much on demand that the consumer decides what they want to get and when they want to get it and if it's not that they'll find it from somewhere else and uh, yeah like I'm learning I'm learning kind of what works what doesn't work I'm learning what things I still want to do anyway even if they don't like I love grime sets I fucking love grime sets and I think that like (laughs) grime sets uh, what Grimes says with MCs where you're yeah, mixing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. live bars live in a studio yeah, yeah, yeah. mic in hand live DJ mixing I love them and I want them to stay forever but they don't do mad views on YouTube really yeah, like, they don't mad, do mad views yeah. um, like they used to do really good like I've had a couple where it's been like half a mil or whatever do you um, think it's because people's <coughs> tastes are just changing within the music industry just people in general it's things. never really done it's never really oh, done okay cool it's never really done like wild numbers but I think it's important to still do things because like even with me like with a podcast it's very niche right it's a niche within it like Grimes a niche genre and then making an hour long content of just talking about the music Mm. is a niche within a niche but for me I care about doing good quality stuff and getting to the right people Mm. not making 
stuff that's playing algorithms and get to the most people and because that's like McDonald's versus you know Michelin star restaurant like I really believe the quality of the content that I'm making is the best that it can be for what I am passionate about whereas there's people over here that will just churn out oh, what's the trends at the moment what are the metrics what's giving us our best return on this and that and that's how you run a business obviously but like I've never really been like that I've I've, I've I've liked the art. I care about art. So. Mm. I think that's why you can kind of link that to you know influencers and oh, sneakerheads within the industry. Mm. So Definitely. influencers will just be sent product. They yeah. will post it up. They will talk about yeah, this is great. Thanks, man. Yeah. See you later. Oh, cheers. Shout out to them. I mean, Whereas get, a sneakerhead will genuinely like you know the the appreciation <laughs> and love behind that product. Yeah. Which is why I've always kind of said I think sometimes retailers and brands should seed their product yeah. to some of their customers as opposed to their influencers, I think mm. it would make a bigger impact within yeah. the kind of community that we have as a, a kind of footwear but then, industry. But they, they do that. And then, because every influencer within sneaker culture is a con consumer, right? Yeah, but we I mean, the, I mean the guy that hasn't got 150,000 followers. Yeah, but he didn't have 150,000. That's the thing, like, that guy becomes the influencer down the line. Do you know what I mean? All you guys here were just lads that like going and buying trainers. Now let's have a chat about it. Let's do a, some videos because I've seen I've seen people do review videos of other stuff. So let's do it for trainers. Wicked. All right, cool. Yeah, here's the new thing. What do you think of it? Mm. And you can either be the guy that says any piece of shit that you're sent is Amazing. interesting, or the guy that says, you know what, I really like this, and this is why. This one, I love this company, but you know what. They flopped it on this this shoe, and you know they it's ain't done it. It's got to be authentic. Real, like you said, real talk, authentic. Yeah. People yeah. buy into people or. trust people. They yeah. don't trust brands. I mm. think people trust people. I think if you, for example, and I used the example of George. So people, pe people trust people trust trust George and the soul supplier. The right people are telling them. But people will trust George and the soul supplier <coughs> because George is such a prolific face to the business. Mm. Whereas when you have a business that's sometimes faceless. But just churns out like informational yeah. product, then yeah. you know it can get lost on the consumer. But yeah. he'll he'll openly talk about. And this sounds like I'm just bigging you up, but this is genuinely what I think. Um, like, he'll talk about a shoe and be honest about it. He'll say, "No, I like this shoe, but it's not for me. Mm. Like you know, this will look really good for you, but it, it's yeah. not for me personally." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's the key. Mm. That it's authenticity, like you said. And it's just, you know, people trusting what it is that you have to say. Mm. Yeah, I'm keeping quiet mainly just because I, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you say. Mm. What you were saying about putting out the content and not waiting for it to be like the best looking content. Well, yeah. Whatever it is, we've got to get the content out. People's attention spans are short. Iterations, man. It's yeah. iterations. Like yeah, and it gets better. Yeah. You learn more. Yeah. And they, or, they, it, or it might just be a flop. And then you learn real quickly yes. that this wasn't the thing to do. And let me just try something else. And you've yeah. got to keep coming back and trying until you find something that hits. But what you said about the backpack, you're going around with your backpack, you've got all your kit, yeah. making the content. Yeah. And that's what counts. Because some people are out there with the kit and they're just not making it. They're yeah, just saying it has to look like this. Think yeah. about when you go to a football I was event. that person. I was oh. that person. I was like, you know what? Like I'm Logan Sama. Mm. I've got myself to this position. That's it. I have this idea and everything I have, everything I do has to get better. And it's I have be this perfect. idea. And yeah, I want it to look like this and we can get like this and we can do this. And oh, you know what? Actually, you know, Grime's not as exciting now as it was three years ago. And we don't, we're not really looking to invest in that. And the budget isn't here for it. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I can't buy a red cam myself. Can't buy a, you know, I can't buy three Sony A7 cameras myself. But I can get, you know, I've, I have a DSLR. Yeah, well, you send in for us there. Well, I'm just saying I can't. <laughs> you man have got more peas than me in a, in a, in a, 
in a showdown. George has got yeah. no peace to be fair. No, I haven't. He has a fresh pair of off white efforts every time out. we do an episode. Jeez, breaks out another one. No, I, I don't. To God, and frozes them away off. And then he puts out content saying, oh, look, he's a bad. And he's, he's got like six more on ice. Why does he have to show up with shit? <laughs> Underneath the underneath the table with his nine pairs of waffle spoons. Exactly. Yeah. Twelve, twelve. Twelve. But it, so <coughs> my my kind of like my kind of thinking and idea for you coming on the podcast, it came from you actually commenting on one of the old videos yeah. of one of the podcasts and it was on something that I said about um Adidas not really having to market Yeezy product and yeah. just from a case of like when the wave on dropped, they didn't market it because Kanye just wore it yeah. six months before the release. Yeah. Everyone got gassed about it. Yeah. And then, do you see Kanye wearing Yeezy shoes these days? Yeah, he's some crazy new ones. Yeah. No, but like, do you see Kanye wearing the three fifties that are dropping? Do you see him wearing them? Yeah, but before they drop, you don't really see him wearing them, bro. But <laughs> I pay attention. You don't really see him wearing. Them. But his marketing of the of the shoe, but that, and that's why. But, but that's where does why it come? It's Kim. Go, Kim. Taylor. He doesn't need to market. He just gets Kim to wear it. And then all of a sudden the whole internet's talking about it. Because Kim's wearing them. Well, no, but that's where people are talking about it from though. So Kim gets spotted in them. The 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 image goes on social media and it's almost like the, the, the easy basketball shoes, the perfect example. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it because Kim was wearing it because she's always going to be the first person he to be wearing it. But I mean, and them, him and her. Yet, so that's why people are talking about them. Huh? And they still ain't come out a year later or whatever it is. So. Yeah, but I mean, that's the, the first time that I had seen yeah. them, someone wearing them in the flesh was, well, I know the other day the picture went viral, her the in the tracksuit bottoms as well. No, there was a picture of her that went in, with the tracksuit yeah. bottoms as well. Are we talking well. about the ones that have got like the black at the back and they're like um, a bit like, speckly at the front. Yeah, and, yeah, and they look like, like they're, they're, they're taller, and they've slightly got, taller. Yeah, and they've, they've got kind of like a Yeezy style sole unit as well. Yeah. Yeah, they've been around for time. Yeah, there's been leaked images of them time. for a while. Yeah. Like him wearing them for time. Yeah, I, but I, that's where he's that. That's where the easy I've marketing noticed, comes from, though. Them two wearing it, it didn't. It came from him wearing it, and now he doesn't really wear. You see him out wearing a madness now. Yeah, but that, that's he doesn't have. What I mean is that Adidas don't have to market it any other way. They don't. Oh, yeah, they're not. Of course they're they not don't. putting it out anywhere like where they market like, any other shoe. I feel shoe. like the. I feel like the fact that he's not wearing them as much, it hurts. Really? Yes. Do you think? Do you think it's slowing down? Yes, definitely. You know, I think it's just a case of there's just more numbers of the shoe. And he's not gassing them up either. Like, if I'm an artist and I make something and I'm not treating this something that I make like it's the best thing, I say this to MCs all the time. If you treat your music like it's some throwaway, oh, here you go, free download thing, you know, oh, yeah, I've just done this little light something, have that in it. It's not going to make you money because you're not treating it like it's valuable, something of value. Mm. And I don't get that from Kanye and the, the, the Yeezy line anymore at the moment. Like when I see Virgil dealing with the off whites and it's like, I will give this to you, my friend Drake or my, you know, very important influencer and I'll write on it. And it's a valuable thing that only you can have very important man. You're like, oh shit, I need them. Like the way that he treats the off white, Nike stuff is way up here, but it's just it's it's still it's still marketing, but it's just them marketing as opposed to the brand doing it, yes, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but that's that's why, that's, that's more the point I yeah, was kind yeah, of referring yeah, 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 to. Yeah, 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 but I was going on a little bit of a tangent. But yeah, they don't need to because they're ta- they're tapping into the popularity of the person, same way that Drake's on a deal and he hasn't had a real shoe yet. His shoe shoe line's awful, man. His shoe line, he hasn't even got one. Well, I mean, they've had a uh, few OVO, OVO Jordans, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Jordans, I, 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 I don't, don't know the colorways have been nice. The white and the black, you're talking about. Some of them were clean. 
They're Someone cl- in I know what you mean, but they just didn't hit as but much yeah, as they should didn't. for Drake. No, no, definitely not. Definitely it's crazy, not. isn't it? Definitely not. How big Drake is <coughs> and just how his shoe line didn't really hit. Even though it sold out, it wasn't the same as some of the others. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't so really if you look at rappers in general, though, how many others can we think of where their shoes absolutely banged? That have had shoes. And you've got to remember that they're not like... They're not like one-off shoes either. Like they're they're colorways. Yeah, it's a difference between having a colorway and a signature shoe. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the Travis Scotts have fucking done all right, haven't they? Yeah, I, suppose, I, suppose I would say Drake's a bigger artist than Travis Scott. Yeah, definitely. But, but that's still a, a colorway of a Jordan. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but like it's, yeah. it's Jordan. It's a, there's a difference between using like a Jordan Eight and a Jordan One, though, isn't there? Yeah, there yeah. is. But what Logan's saying, I guess, is that it's it's, it's a colorway of a, yeah. a, an existing. Yeah. Like, to I'm me, still, yeah. I'm still waiting for someone to drop. Yeah, their sh- own. Yeah. I suppose like someone mentioned this to me the other day. Like Jay Z had them them bootleg Gucci joints for Reebok that did okay. They sold ten thousand units quickly. That was like their highest, That's fastest selling shoe. Do you remember the yeah, Jay? Way back, way the, way back. The S. Dot Carters, the yeah. Reebok S. Dot Carters. Way back. Yeah. This is before G-Unit. So I'm an old man. I'm an old man in this team. I think I know what you're talking about. um, Yeah, they were basically like retooled like old 80s Gucci's sneakers. They would look like Gucci. And that was was the sneaker that was his sneaker. It was his style. Yeah, S. Dot Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like designed designed by him. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? We need to see a style (laughs) made So there's a difference. Like I want to see more of that. I think that would be cool. Yeah, this is, Nike, this is the Nike. This is the Nike Virgil Abloh. Yeah, it? it's just hype on hype, isn't it? Yeah. The Nike Air Virgil. And then you're kind of like you said, you're kind of tied into. I suppose, well, I, I what shoe? Fear, fear what shoe you gonna fear, let me the do? The fear of God one. Yeah. Now that you can probably That's argue. That. Some That's of them are hideous, man. Oh my god. Yeah, I think so. The I fear of like God them. one, I like them a lot. Yeah, they're sick. I, I think, think the raids are nice. Do you know what? Actually, what the ones with the flap that bends? No, no, no. The raid, I didn't, I didn't like it at first. But I actually saw someone wearing it today. And yeah. I, I won't lie to you, as soon as I saw them wearing it on foot, I went on StockX to see how much they were going for. Because yeah. I was tempted. How much were they going for? Uh, like 199. Oh, damn, that's below retail, bro. Peak. But yeah, I think that kind of showed you. But again, like oversaturated. They, if they'd just done the Fear of God ones and like left it there, but it's like Fear of God ones, then we've got the ones that haven't got the tick on. Then we've oh, got the ones. Tick or swoosh? Swoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I trained myself to say Nike, though. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I yeah, trained yeah. myself to say Nike. Do you know how much I get? I, my, my my mates get onto me that aren't into trainers, and yeah. I say, "Oh, and Nike." They go, "Nike." Like, my girlfriend spelt it with a Y when I told her it was Nike. I swear <laughs> to Nikki God, S and she Nike, wrote it yeah. down one day. I was like, "What's that?" She's like, "Nike." She said, "You said it's it's said like that." Oh, a Y is spelled like at the end. Wait, was that Taz? Like Spiky? Yeah, shout out. Yeah, shout out Taz. What I'm doing, Taz. But yeah, man, I'd like to see more actual signature shoes. I think that's pretty cool, and it worked really well for for Kanye. Yeah, and the fear of you are when you do these collabs, you are definitely like tied into what shoe they give you. Yeah. So this is what I was going to come back to with this. I was going to come back to this with the Skepta release. Status, but it's like. The success of the shoe is definitely tied into like if 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 someone said yeah man we can do a we can do a collab and it's gonna be the Roshi Run we'll do the Soul Supply I'd Roshi buy Run like I'd he'd buy it. buy it but you know in your heart <laughs> that that shoe be is not gonna decision. fly out but this this I mean? this yeah. is the thing though. I was gonna come back yeah. to the, the free Skepta shoes that we've had so far yeah. I genuinely don't believe he had any desire whatsoever to use a deluxe I think they gave him a deluxe because they knew it was a shoe that they were gonna bring out because of the anniversary of it. Or the re-release I think it's, of it. It's a shoe that he would wear. He's he's the right age for that to be a, yeah. a thing as well. I don't but know. You know I, what? I don't think it was a shoe that he would have Can I tell man. you the truth? Before the deluxe retro, 
if you'd have asked me what sneaker could you do with Nike if you got a collab what would you do I would have said the deluxe really there you go hand on heart how many pairs of deluxes you own now yeah like nine when was the last time you bought a pair of deluxes Uh, other than the Skepta ones probably didn't buy you probably got friends and family for them no no I bought another pair jeez Um, rocket don't stock it let me think what's the last pair of deluxes that I bought um, I am I'm I'm really really interested to got, see like, to see your collection now you know the guava ice ones I'm really, really interested cool. to see your collection now yeah like we want to know supreme box logo jeez I like it I like it that was a humble alright Logan thank you for coming down pleasure man it's been great having you on and as Cash said make sure you tune in next week for the best sneaker <laughs> podcast in the world I will make sure that I uh, go and catch up on the previous 12 episodes as well sweet Bless. nice one Thank you very much. Thank See you. See you next time.